0: Sorry, are we watching today John <laughs> soon <laughs> uh, I could say this I I know we haven't launched yet I can say with certainty that we're gonna be using Futura and I've gone down the rabbit hole I don't know if you've ever done this you, I mean literally you could you could I actually have books just about Futura <laughs> there are so many versions but it's it's crazy there I thought that I had settled uh, my debate on Futura year a few years ago not even that many years ago and I I bought Futura Std. I guess it's standard, but I always <laughs> sorry, thought. Of, sorry, what is what is it called? It's, it was a font from Adobe called Futura Std. But the T and the D <laughs> were lowercase, so
1: I guess it is was this a, like is this. A viral font, or. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I thought it was an unusual name given that they could have come up with anything. You know, it wasn't, you know, there's just
1: long, very long. it's standard just to be, yeah. just to be clear for our audience, but they
0: called it STD. That's like when you search for the <laughs> font file and like, when you go to your font menu, it's Futura space, capital S lowercase TD. So, you know, it's different than, than uh, having all three letters, S T and D uppercase <laughs> in terms of the implication. But anyway, It turns out, even though that's a relatively new cut of Futura, Adobe doesn't license it individually anymore, which is crazy. It's like, I guess because they've gone into like, instead of selling fonts individually, you got to license the whole thing. And I already own it. I still have a license to it, but it's crazy. Anyway, then there's also Futura
1: PT and then there's Futura ND. We're waiting on you to pick out a specific subset of Futura is the issue right now.
0: Yeah, and the one that we like best is one that we can't license anymore from 1992, but I think we found a match.
1: (laughs) Anyway. As long as we're speaking of presentation and fonts, I I thought it was notable and uh, appropriately linked to on Daring Fireball that Microsoft Word now enforces one space after a period. And it is infuriating that it took this long. But I mean, but it's like, actually, I know, it's not infuriating. It's infuriating that not argued about it this long. I think it's appropriate that Microsoft waited until now to drop the hammer because when they, it's like when they drop the hammer, it's definitely over. But they can't drop it too soon because if society as a whole is not ready for them to to drop that hammer too soon, then what? We'll people rebelling against it, but but I think the battle is fully won, and it's it's it, this is a celebratory moment.
0: <laughs> but it is weird, and it does get to the weird. It, it there's so much that we could talk about it. Like part of it is that the idea of a word processor like Word is sort of. It's not antiquated because I know that millions of hours are spent every day using Microsoft Word or Google Docs or something. But for me, at least, the idea of having the thing you type in be the actual output is so kind of crazy that there's no it's like, oh, you type here and then it comes out. In the end, and something happens in between that formats it and puts it out on the web, and and like my point is, if, is that people who write, and if you have the habit of just automatically your thumb hits space twice at the end of a sentence, that's not that's that's not a problem. Software can fix this, but the question is, does it get fixed automatically on the fly as you type? Or does it get fixed before you actually publish? Word has to do it. Word has to do it on the fly because you hit Command P, and then all of a sudden the thing, you know, is printing out.
1: That's right. There's no like pipeline to publishing. Right. I, I have two responses to this. So one, my final use of Word was as is most people, I like, communicating with my lawyer, uh, and finally, <laughs> finally, I got him because I was using it for like my terms of service and privacy policy and trajectory, which are written in Markdown. And and finally I'm like, look, we are doing this on GitHub. <laughs> like uh, I'm not gonna reformat this every time. Cause you need a way to track changes. That's why it's in there. Cause you gotta yeah. see like little minute things. And it, it is actually a generally important, valuable thing. But I'm like, we we have software that does this and keeps it in markdown format. We don't need to use Word. And that was a successful that was a successful f- victory for me. Number two though, I have my site set further. My, my next side. the reason why you had two spaces after a period, supposedly, was with typewriters and whatnot. Yeah. The, the next thing we need to fix is this whole, the period should be inside the quotation marks. Oh, no. yeah. No, no, no. It should be outside the quotation marks. The only reason it's in the quotation marks is because of weird printing reasons, and right. we need to fix that and change that. There's no logical reason for it to be inside. It should be outside.
0: Yeah, that's one. And, and the British style, UK English, uh... Their, their weird offshoot of English over there. Um, <laughs> they invented it. We perfected it. <laughs> <laughs> they, that's how they do it. So in other words, if I'm going to say that you are my quote unquote friend and end the sentence, I do I've always, from the get-go, because I felt so strongly about it since my youth, that the U.S. style of including a quote at the end of a sentence, putting the period in the quote, I've always thought it was insane. Because it makes it, no sense. It makes no sense, because then how are you supposed to know if the quote is actually, if the period is actually part of the quoted material? Sometimes it's obvious, like if I'm using sarcastic quotes, like to say, you're my friend, and the implication is that you're not really my friend. Um, It's very clear that the period is not part of the quote, because the quote is a word. But there are times where it's ambiguous, and it's always ugly. And part of the reason for it is that in really good high-end typesetting, that quote that is outside the period in terms of the order of the letters that were typed by who typeset it gets squished over through kerning so that it's above the period and doesn't really look like it's outside and but most people don't use software that can do that and you don't really get letter by letter kerning control when
1: you're typing for the internet and so it always just looks wrong from day one of checkery i have put periods and commas outside of quotation marks and occasionally very occasionally people will say something about it and then i will tell them that they're wrong
0: i'm i'm an adamant uh i'm in favor of all sorts of weird americanisms i will fight to the grave for fahrenheit over celsius (laughs) i (laughs) i generally prefer american spellings over british equivalents i think that you know like the the use that we drop from words like color etc generally look better but again that's obviously my subjective opinion growing up with it uh i think it's strange that they have the weird thing like where they spell theater with re and it really drives me nuts when americans decide to do that because it comes across as incredibly pretentious to spell the word theater the british style um but man i will also fight to my grave that the The Brits have it right on where the punctuation goes with regard to the quotation marks.
1: Weaving sort of text behind. uh, I I bought a green screen over the weekend. (laughs) And it looks fantastic. It's amazing. (laughs) I I guess we all have to get one now, I guess. I'm doing a speaking thing tomorrow. And, you know, the – This is actually a tale of woe and and frustration. When this happened in January, I I actually regret this more than like not selling off my stock portfolio. When this happened in (laughs) January, I got the, the Elgato streaming thing that lets you connect a camera to your computer for streaming. I, like, we're going to do lots of video conferencing. I'm going like, to buy this stuff. And I put it in my cart. And it turns out when you start getting in the world of, like, potential video streaming, there's so much stuff you can buy. Like, it's incredible. Like, it, it's a, just a total money pit. I mean, tons and tons of fun Um, in that regard. Uh, but but I couldn't decide how much stuff to buy. And so I never actually bought it. And then it got serious. And now you cannot buy one of those things anywhere on Earth. Right. You have to go to, like, eBay and buy. Like, and you have to spend, like, 3X the price to, to acquire it. So I've, it's very disappointing. So anyhow... I have the speaking thing coming up. I'm like the, the webcam on this is absolutely atrocious. On I have an iMac and it's just bad. All right. So I figured out a few different solutions. So number one, I was able to get the green screen. Uh, I got the Elgato one. It's it's actually pretty cool. You just sit on the ground, you pull it up. It's totally self contained. It, it works incredibly well. Number two, I rigged up a thing to use my iPhone as my webcam, and so using like this Epoch Cam software or something along those lines, and so it's actually going from my phone into my iMac and then being processed but there's a there there's still a couple downsides one of which is that there's this really really cool streaming software I think it's called OBS or something on those lines but it's because streaming and all this video stuff is obviously a Windows thing because Windows is where most gaming happens Hmm. the like the ecosystem and the plugin is just nowhere close for the Mac so it's actually one of those things where I wanted to do a thing where I could like overlay, like not just do the background, but also do like an overlay of like my logo or something on those lines. And you have to do this super hacky thing that just doesn't work very well because you don't have all the parts that on Windows where it'd be trivial to do. So it was was interesting because I haven't run into a boy, I wish I had Windows sort of situation in years. But in this case, it's totally the case.
0: Isn't it soothing in a sort of way though that, you know, that at least Windows is still Windows in certain parts of the world? Like, and, and for me personally, it's always been an irritation because I've never, I've actually never even owned a Windows computer personally ever. Uh, I mean, I guess technically legally I do now that my son has a gaming PC. I guess, you know, by some legal definition, I'm, Me and my wife are the owners of it, but so it's always been, you know, in like in the 90s and the early 2000s when Windows was at its most dominant, it was always a source of frustration for me when X was, oh my God, the options, you have a thousand good options on Windows and you have like half of one bad option on the Mac. But anyway, it sounds right to me that there's still places in the world where Windows has it, you know, there's thousands of options and, and the Mac is sort of screwed.
1: I, I actually agree, particularly as when Apple keeps locking the Mac down more and more where, you know, it, I mean, Catalina is taking this to another level. And it, like even in this case, to get a workaround working that would sort of sue this, you had, you had to do a – so there was, used to be one workaround where you do like inject something into the app to like capture the video, which of course is not allowed at all anymore. So now you have to like capture like a part of your screen that is streaming the video and then stream it to something else. And it's totally hacking. It doesn't work at all. And that's you know because of all the increased security stuff. But in that world. I actually agree more than ever, like we need an operating system. I mean, obviously, Linux is super hack. You can do whatever you right. want with it, but we need a consumer accessible system where people can mess around. And, you know, and I, I completely agree with you. I get
0: it. That you don't want Joe Random Utility on your Mac being able to record your screen. I just think that it's it there so I totally get it and I get the how the terrible things that could happen from that but I just feel like it should be easier to be able to say here's software I really want to use and I realize I'm giving this software the keys to my kingdom don't make don't nickel and dime me with 13 different oh it wants your audio oh it wants to see your screen oh it also wants to get your camera let me say this software you know it can see through my clothes
1: Right. Let's, let's accept the reality of what happens on the internet and, right. and, the, and the risk of future STDs. Yeah. But well, I mean, this is Thank a you. common complaint. We're hardly the first ones to make it, but there's it's disappointing in a way. I completely support and agree with iOS being super locked down. And we've talked about the question like the app store, and I'm actually opposed to sideloading. I think that a better way to relieve sort of antitrust pressure on the app store is to have alternate payment methods allowed. But I I think having a device and a system where everything's locked down and you can operate it and give it to your relatives or other with full confidence that they'll be safe, that's a great thing. But we can't forget that computers are amazing things and we want to unleash people to do cool new stuff with it. And it's like this thing. It's like speech on the Internet or something, right? Like, of course, you can get lots of bad stuff, but you want to make sure you get the good stuff, too. And it's the same sort of thinking here. Of course, you want privacy and security as far as your own computer is concerned. But at some point, you also sort of have to let adults be adults, as it were. Yeah. And,
0: you know, and I've tossed out the idea, and again, we could go on and on and on about the details, but I've also tossed out the idea that there should also be perhaps something like a developer mode or expert mode or something for macOS that you can say, just say, I want to put my computer in expert mode and I want to be allowed to cut my own foot off. And, you know, people respond to that like, well, if they made that an option, everybody would just turn it on. And it's like, I don't think so. I don't think so either. It's like in the same way that when jailbreaking was more of a thing in the early years of iOS and it was pretty easy to jailbreak your phone. Most people did not jailbreak their phones. You know, I it, never
1: jailbreak my phone once. Like it just, the, I valued the fact that the, I felt the phone was super secure. Yeah. And if I wanted to do weird stuff, I could do it on my computer. And, and that was a, that was a very logical line and trade off from my perspective.
0: Yeah, I really don't think that most people would cross that line. I really don't. I think that, you know, Maybe more people would who should, but so what? You know what I mean? There's people who cut their fingers off with power tools, you know, and it doesn't mean that you can't go to Home Depot and buy a saw that theoretically could cut one of your fingertips off.
1: That's right, and this I think this really lands the Windows point too, because there's you know there's other stuff about Windows and gaming, right? It has supports more graphics cards, there's more different approaches there. Just the whole sort of modularity and the fact that anything works, and that's the reason why there it is glitchier. That's the reason why yeah. the user experience is not always as good, because if you want to have a modular system where anything and anyone can come along and plug into it, you're gonna have more seams. Like it's not gonna be as smooth. And that's fine. That's a good trade off, and I I am with you. I am glad that Windows exists, and and it's a good thing for Apple that it exists. It, it's what remember your old article about the Mac? How the the Mac lets lets the iPhone be what it yeah. is. There's a there's a part of this where Windows lets Mac be what it is too, yeah. like, as far as a broader ecosystem perspective. Yeah, the
0: heaviness of the Mac lets the iOS be light.
1: Was my analogy right? And the complexity of Windows lets lets Apple be yeah. simple on the Mac and make fun of Windows for it.
0: Yeah, but also the endearing enduring popularity of Windows still keeps macOS on its toes.